0: Welcome to Top 5, a show where we count things down from number five all the way to number one. And we are done with the spooky season, which means we handed out all of our candies. Maybe we kept a few back for ourselves, maybe in the candy bar selection category. So this week on the show, our top five candy bars. Rodrigo, you're a notorious candy bar eater.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: What do you have Mm -hmm. at your number five?
1: to be fair, I'm a notorious eater of anything that's near me. Uh, so candy bars, only only some of the things that I like to eat. But uh, my number five is uh, Snickers. Um, Snickers, I think, has, like, a, there's a lot of, there's like a high budget for, like, Snickers advertisement. I assume that it's either a very popular candy bar or that they're really trying to make it happen. So it's hard to go through, like, the, certainly Halloween times, um, but it's hard to go through and, like, not ever come, up, come across, like, a bite-sized Snickers or, mm-hmm. like, a Snickers in a, like, a grocery store or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, I, I usually, like I said, it's popular enough that I don't ever have to buy a Snickers. It just, like, seems yeah, it to materialize places. They just appear, yeah. 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 So, uh, but when it does, I'm happy to eat it.
2: Yeah, Snickers
0: bar. Is certainly so popular that it is my number one
1: candy bar. Whoa!
0: Yeah, wow. no. Uh, introduced in the 1930s, called the Marathon Bar. If you live in the UK, up until about 1990, so only the olds know about it. But uh, yeah, this thing is so popular that it is. What did I? What did I read earlier? It is. It makes three billion dollars a year just that candy bar. Wow! For the Mars Company, in addition to all the other candies that they make. But Snickers, three billion dollars. There's something about. Not the little uh, those little tiny square ones that are the size of like a Hershey's Kiss, those those bites. Those are those those, are are no good. Yeah, those are no good. Those are wrong. The minis or the midges or whatever they call them. Those are good. And what I've noticed is what fun size. Yeah, whatever they're called. Uh, I've noticed that you can still get kind of what's called a quote unquote full size Snickers bar today. That's probably what, four inches or so, four and a half inches. Uh, but I've noticed that if you get the extra large package of the Snickers bar, they're actually the fun size Snickers bar or the Snickers mini bars, like three of them in a package. And so you can just mm. pop one of those whole things in your mouth and chew on that for a little bit. It tastes so good. Chocolate, nougat and peanuts. Ooh. Oh, Snickers bar, my number one. <laughs> Matthew, did you have a Snickers bar on your list? I'm guessing no, because of peanuts.
2: I don't have a problem necessarily with peanuts. I didn't have a Snickers bar because of the problem with the square ones. There's a textural yeah, issue.
0: They don't have as many it just, nuts in them. I, I, I don't think they, you can pack as like, many peanuts in that little yeah. one inch by one inch square like you can in yeah, a they, fun size or full size or massive size. They
2: have bar. like the, the little shattered ones that are little tiny wedges that stick right into my uh, mm-hmm. uh, ever-increasing gum line and just fill me
0: the plate. So what do
2: you have for number five? My number five is a bar that is actually a little bit contentious in my workplace because uh we have a candy jar. And mm-hmm. it, it's contentious already because uh there's one lady who's worked in our company for fifty-two years, and she says it is her job. <laughs> She's been working.
0: Are you sure she wasn't there when you when you were born?
2: Well, I wasn't born there, but she was literally <laughs> she was literally hired about uh, six to eight months after after I was wow. born, which means about yeah, wow, nine months after you. But the thing about it is, she will not let anyone else fill the candy jar,
0: mm-hmm.
2: and my boss and I happen to have a a shared love for the Twix bar, and yeah. a Twix bar is is shortbread covered in caramel covered in chocolate, and. She will not let anyone fill that candy jar, but she doesn't buy the packages with very many Twix very often, so you have that problem with uh, with not enough Twix bars. And of course, my boss and I will go back and will like steal Twix bars. And depending on who gets there first, since my chair has wheels on it and her office is next door, usually I get more Twix than my boss, but. Neither of us uh, have the the tenure, first of all, because we're exactly the same age, to tell this woman who's been working there our entire entire life, could you get more Twix, please? So you kind of have that thing where you've seen the commercials where they're like the left side and the right side of the Twix. Mm -hmm. I'm going to tell you a secret. I hate that commercial. But more importantly, uh, either side of a Twix bar is the same, and they don't suffer from the problem that you have with miniaturization with other bars like a three musketeers is overpowered by the nougat if it's too small and a a snickers doesn't have enough peanuts to balance out the caramel if it's too small but you get a twix and you still get the cookie you still get the caramel that sticks in your teeth you still get the chocolate you still get the uh, stink eye from jill the weight management nurse and most importantly you get my number five, you get a big, crunchy chocolate, and you can, you can crunch it, and it won't stick in your teeth and make you cry.
0: There you go. Uh, my number five is a candy that has been off of the shelves for 40 years, but da, da, da. this past March, it was back. It was wow. back to celebrate the grand uh, ballpark opening and the first day of baseball for the Reggie Bar, introduced <gasps> in 1978. Uh, after in 1976, Reggie, Reggie Jackson said, uh, if I played in New York, they'd name a candy bar after me. And then the uh, standards brand company said, yeah, sure. We can create a bar for you. It won't necessarily be a bar, but we'll go to Fort Wayne, Indiana, where we can get this, uh, what's called a, uh, a bun bar, uh, which is now check this out and see if this sounds a little bit more like my, my number one. Uh, it is a, um, uh. It is a, it's, there's three different kinds that you can get. I think vanilla one was the first one that started out as like got a little puck in the middle that can either be vanilla or you can get, um, maple or you could get caramel, which was the, or caramel, which was the one that was added last. And then that is covered with unsalted peanuts and then that is covered in chocolate. And that is the Reggie bar. And, on the day that uh, Reggie Jackson played they the and they were introducing the Reggie Bar they were handing them out to everyone at uh the giant stadium I, I think it's giant stadium if i'm wrong hey i'm not a baseball guy uh but uh no yankee stadium sorry yankee stadium he hit a home run and when he rounded uh, right field people just started throwing the reggie bar out on the field and he thought it was because uh everybody hated the reggie bar turns out they were just so excited they were throwing the bars at him in celebration and so The throwing of the Reggie bar at Yankee Stadium has been a thing for a long time. And now it can finally come back. In fact, Reggie Jackson was at a Yankee Stadium uh, when they brought the Reggie bar back uh, this past March or whatever. So you can still get the Reggie bars You can even go on to Amazon and get them. They're like 56 bucks for 25 of them. I don't know if I love the Reggie bar that much. And that is why it is at my number five.
2: Reggie's got to be like 103. At this
0: he's point. he's getting up there. Uh, I don't know. Let me see if I can find out Reggie Jackson's age. He is currently 77 years old, and still looks really? pretty good. Still looks pretty good. Wow. Yeah, Mister okay. October, looking really really good. So, there you go. All right, Rodrigo, we are moving up to our number four. What do you have for number four?
1: Uh, my number four is a Three Musketeers bar. Mm. And the reason why I like a Three Musketeers is because it's, like, made of foam. (laughs) It's like... (laughs) Like, you know, we talked about a Snickers. A Snickers has, like, different layers. Yeah. And you bite into it, And they all have a different texture, and that's part of the eating experience. I feel like a Three Musketeers bar is like a mousse that uh, somehow got covered in chocolate. Hey,
0: what are you talking about?
1: Um, Hey, Um, It's, I mean, it's not unpleasant, and it's definitely a sugar delivery system, which is usually what I'm looking for when I come across a Three Musketeers. So it's not bad. It's like, it's a fine candy bar, um, but I think it's interesting because most candy bars tend to have some sort of like structural support ingredient, mm-hmm. like a like a cookie or something else. But I feel like Three Musketeers somehow doesn't. And it's just like, just yeah. mostly, it's like mostly empty space with like uh, some sugar packed in there. Yeah.
0: Did you know it used to come in three different flavors? No way. Strawberry, chocolate, and vanilla for the Three Musketeers.
1: Oh, is that what it's called? Three Musketeers? Uh Yeah. That's weird. Yeah.
2: Matthew, what do you have for number
0: four? Oh, sorry. Go ahead.
2: You're okay. For those who, who uh, were listening and got confused, like I did, I believe "origo" means moose, as in whipped egg white, rather than moose, as in the ungulate. No. Right? Because he I, said I'm, a moose covered in chocolate. And I'm just like, whoa! I, I
0: would definitely take one of those for my Christmas gift if somebody wanted to give me a moose hey, like like covered Easter chocolate, like like an Easter bunny. Easter bunny. Easter bunny. Oh, rabbits covered in chocolate. No, they're not. Yeah, that's why they're called no. the chocolate rabbits. Oh. Uh, so, what do you have for your number four, Matthew?
2: I'm frightened. Okay, so my number four, I didn't realize. Not as frightened uh, that as the it, rabbit. Oh, yeah. I didn't realize it was still being made somewhere in the universe because, to my knowledge, it disappeared from the racks of uh, Beloit andor Hayes andor Topeka, Kansas, sometime in the mid 1990s. But apparently, they didn't actually stop making my number four, the O. Henry bar, oh, yeah. until. 2019 in in the u.s apparently they still make them uh in other countries they're made by um ferrara ferrara For, yeah ferrara the guys who make the red race cars right yeah those guys Roche, ferrara rocher ferrara well, rocher yeah those guys but the o henry bar is in some ways like a snickers in a lot of ways you know because it has that it has some nougat it has some caramel. It has some peanuts and it has like a chocolate coating, but it's fudgy as well. There's like, Mm -hmm. when I remember eating it, there was like a, a layer of fudge above the nougat to offset the sweetness of the nougat. And of course, to avoid nougat deficiency syndrome, where your elbows grow out and your fingers turn green for some reason. But if you got the O. Henry's that I used to get, they were weirdly shaped for a candy bar, there's a terrible joke in Caddy Shack about a baby Ruth in a pool, mm-hmm. and you know how the the baby Ruth candy bar was shaped and O Henry is actually narrower and more tapered, and would have made that joke even grosser, but nobody knew what an O Henry bar was at the time um but I remember eating the O Henry bars as a child because well, I grew up in the nineteen twenties. And which is to say, Kansas, anywhere between about 1970 and 1984. But I also would go and I would get the candies that no one else buys because they're the ones you're like, hey, what's going on over here? Nobody's eating this. Is it terrible? You kind of have to know that. And then, of course, the most important part is when you get to the end of an O. Henry bar, you find out. That it sold its platinum watch fob to buy its wife some combs, mm. but the wife shaved mm. her head to buy the bar a watch for his watch fob, or something. Yeah. Uh, nonetheless, the only candy with an ironic ending, the O. Henry bar, is my number four. They don't make them anymore, and probably get used to hearing that from me.
0: My number four also contains some kind of a caramel nougat covered in in uh, peanuts kind of thing. It's the Payday Bar. And I have these. I have one of them every day on payday. I go in the after school. Thomas comes out like a like a forty year old uh, drunk after a hard day's work. He's like, "Dad, can we go get a you know a, what's called essentially a, a, a slushy?" I'm like, "Yeah, sure, we'll go get a slushy." And so we go down there, and he gets his slushy bar and, or a slushy drink, and I get a payday bar, and uh, we go to town. So, uh, yeah, uh, payday bars are interesting in that the nougat caramel is a weird texture taste combo but i like the fact that the peanuts are on the outside and not on the inside so that's hmm. my number four uh rodrigo what is your number three uh
1: my number three uh is one that i i, I hope that um when when you say candy bars uh, we're also allowed to include just like chocolate bars yeah, it's a bar. It's got the bar in yeah. there, right? Yeah, it's a, yeah, right. It's a, it's a rectangular prism of chocolate. Yeah.
0: yeah. Oh, <laughs> okay, go so, for it. I know what it is.
1: Uh, well, so it's uh, actually the uh, cookies and cream, and I think it's like Nestle that puts it out. Mm-hmm. Um, it's technically not chocolate because it's made of white chocolate, and I guess there's no cocoa in white chocolate. Um, but... Um, I, I prefer my chocolate at either extreme, either to have almost no sugar and be bitter, or to have nothing but sugar to the point where it like gets rid of the chocolate, like white chocolate. Um, mm-hmm. And the cookies and cream bars do put back some amount of actual chocolate, because there's like little uh, crunchy uh, cookie-like pieces, which are chocolate-flavored. Um, there's something about white chocolate that uh, I really enjoy and pretty much triggers a migraine immediately. (laughs) Um, so I have to, like, if I'm like, I have to, like, so many things have to come together for me to have a white chocolate bar nowadays. And it has to be like, do I have anything else to do? And also, like, do I have anything that I need to do tomorrow? And is it going to be worth it? Um, and no, the answer is no, it's not worth it. But it's hard to argue that at the point where you're facing down a white chocolate bar at like a store checkout. So uh, that's why it's even though I like it a lot. That's why it's all the way down at my number three, because it's kind of the the nuclear option.
2: All right. Hmm. Matthew, what do you have for your number three? My number three uh, is a rare appearance in my enjoyment list of dark chocolate. I don't necessarily have a problem with dark chocolate, but I prefer a milk chocolate. Or if I have to, if I absolutely have to, I'll go, you know, someplace weird where people are like, well, it's, what's this? It's somewhere between the dark chocolate and the milk chocolate. It's like, I don't know, uh, uh, a Toyota chocolate. But My number three, the Mounds bar, is literally coconut covered in dark chocolate.
0: Now, a lot of people... I can top it with my number three, but go ahead if you've got some more to say. Can you?
2: Can you? All right. So, a lot of people prefer the counterpart bar to a Mounds, but I don't for two important reasons. One, uh, Mounds bar is perfect because shut your <laughs> hole the the super super sweetness of like chocolate in this i don't know what could the concoction it's like sugar and yeah, it's coconut shredded coconut yeah yeah but there's something gummy in there to hold that coconut together and then they cover the whole thing with the dark chocolate the dark chocolate has just a little bit of a bite and i don't know if you even call it a sourness i think the kids today call it umami But whatever it is, that counterbalance of like your dark chocolate to your super sweet shredded coconut is really good. And nothing in a mounds bar will once again shatter and stab you right in the gums. I don't know if you guys uh, have noticed this, but in my 50s, I've had some teeth issues. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, I have a lot more gum than I used to have. And so, Now, I'm like trying to keep things from again stabbing me really, really badly. The only problem you do have with the mounds is if you have oddly spaced teeth like I do, uh, the mounds is either uh, a blessing in that you're, you know, saving snacks for later, maybe hours from now. You're going to be sitting there and you run your tongue over something and bam, you're going to have, hey, a little more mounds. Or a horrifying torture machine uh, devised by Jigsaw. So you're just sitting there in the middle of the night. You had a mound 17 hours ago, and a little puppet runs into the room and goes, I want to play a game. And, you know, that's never a good thing. And this is important. The mounds is over 100 years old and originally sold for a nickel. Yeah. And I know this because in 1920, <laughs> everything sold for, for nickel. a nickel. Yeah, Cigarette was a nickel. <laughs>
0: so a house was a nickel. My number three <laughs> uh, it improves upon the mounds. By adding an almond, two almonds onto each bar. So you've got your creamy coconut shredded up with two almonds on top covered in that chocolate. Oh, it is so good. And uh, it's also because uh, now the Mounds Bar came out before the Almond Joy Bar. But uh, the two of them together created a fantastic, probably one of the best theme songs for any candy that's out there. uh, (laughs) From whenever the company was still Peter Paul, I believe. Almond Joy's got nuts. Mounds mounds don't. Yeah, Yeah. Uh, that was such a great uh, ad campaign slogan to let people get on board uh, for both of these for both of these candies. Which really, the only difference is one's got nuts and the other one doesn't. But they're still delicious.
1: Very memorable ad campaign for two Mm kind of nothing. I mean, they are really, (laughs) but you know, you can look at it it in a healthy healthy
0: sense, you know, almonds are good for you. You need to eat almonds every day. Chocolate is good for you. You need to eat a little chocolate every once in a while. And of course, coconut is a, is a, what a fruit. Uh, So you get your, your fruit intake there too. So this is like the perfect health snack for people. So just keep that in mind. Next time you're picking up your Almond Joy or your mounds. I don't know. It's a nut. It's some kind of a nut, right? So it's a byproduct of a nut.
1: So, no, it's a it's fruit. Yeah. I think.
0: I don't know. The, the, yeah.
1: the nut is on yeah, the outside. It's a, like a stone. Just fruit, trust it's me. Like a, a
0: Tell con- your doctors that it's okay to have an Almond Joy or a Mounds Bar because it's in- essentially got all the things that your body needs.
2: So, there you go. If you hear a silent screaming in the distance, <laughs> it's actually Jill, my weight management nurse. <laughs> no, you psychically don't have to, eat, it. You don't you have say to that. eat
0: them. You don't have to eat a truckload. You just have to have like one. One little one, like once uh, a week or every other week. You can have a little it's like the cat can have a little uh, pepperoni. Uh, you can have a little uh, mounds bar. Matthew.
2: The cat cannot have a little pepperoni. <laughs> he can't. So, um, My couch is barely, barely surviving as it is.
1: <laughs> a, a coconut is a droop.
0: Not there a you dog. go. So droop is, uh, you know, part of. What oh, happens to your stomach if you eat too many mounds bars? As I have found out over here, <laughs> it <laughs> droops down. Uh, that's okay. That's okay. Uh, Rodrigo, what do you have for your number two?
1: I'm talking about my, uh, my, uh, my number two is a crunch bar, which is a chocolate bar with like puffed rice infused in it. Oh, yeah, 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 mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Um, I. That's that's very much a texture thing again like i I kind of had trouble coming up with five whole candy bars because I don't usually seek out chocolate mm-hmm. um because milk chocolate is like very sweet, mm-hmm. and again, if I want like maximum sweetness, then I might just go for white chocolate and die for a couple of days um. But most milk chocolate, just, you know, it's it's just not necessarily what I'm into. Uh, but I like the texture of a crunch bar. It yeah. kind of offsets that sweetness um, just by pure mouthfeel. So definitely, if I see a crunch bar kicking around, I'll, I'll go after it.
0: Yeah, it's the portable version of the uh, Cocoa Pebbles is what I always thought of as a kid, right? It's like you can't take a bowl <laughs> of Cocoa Pebbles <laughs> sure. with you because that makes too sure. much of a mess. But if you got a crunch bar... It's essentially the same
1: thing. Yeah, it's the same ingredient. It's like ta- it's like how Taco Bell just flips the ingredients. Yeah, exactly. right. it's, it's just like rotates like them. Yeah, they turned it over, and it's a, it's a Chihuahua lupa. <laughs>
0: instead of a, instead of meat, cheese, and lettuce, it's lettuce, cheese, and meat.
2: Yeah. Right. Yeah. The weird thing, though, is if you try to like uh, debate the difference between the Hershey Crackle and the Nestle Crunch, mm. because the crunch and the crackle, I, I mean, they have this weird symbiotic existence, like like Goofy and Pluto. Where you know they're both dogs, but they're also somehow completely different. Like yeah. a Crunch Bar wears pants and has a job, and the Crackle Bar just chases its tail in the corner. I don't know, but I, I've I've never really figured out what the difference is. But there's a very I,
1: I mean, like, they're different brands the trying team. to do it's the same the thing, thing. But I, I will say that I will say that I see Crunch Bars around. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's rare to see Crackle by itself. I think nowadays yeah. Oh, yeah, Crackle bars kind of the... exist in like a fun size, yeah. like mm-hmm. Halloween bags. Mm-hmm. Yep. Crackle, crackle bars and the yellow ones only yeah.
2: exist in those, those uh, variety packs. What are we on? Which number two? Matthew, what do you have for number two? My number two is a bar that no longer exists. <laughs> but, and this is important. I want you to understand something, Ladles and jelly spoons. People out there listening to me, you may say, does Matthew have a deeply held conviction about candy bars? And the question is, does the Pope go to the restroom in the woods? Of course, Matthew has a highly, highly contentious belief. My number two is the late lamented Mars bar, the namesake oh, yeah. of the Mars half of the M&M Mars candy conglomerate. And that Mars bar, when I was, when I was young, I'm going to put on my Steven voice. They were better when I was a kid, but yeah, they were, they were nougat and almonds covered in milk chocolate.
0: So it's to me, whenever I had a Mars bar, I always thought it was the, uh, even though I think it came out before the Snickers bar. I always thought of Mm -hmm. it as the poorer cousin of the Snickers bar because it had almonds and and not peanuts. No, that's how I thought about it. I was like, well, would you rather have a Snickers bar or would you rather have a Mars bar? And it's like, well, if there's no Snickers bar, I guess I'll have a a Mars bar just because they're essentially the same, the same bar except for the
2: nut. Yep. They're very similar, except that um, at a certain point, and this was the point when I was eating Mars bars, the, the late lamented Mars bars, they didn't have the caramel element. And that was what differentiated them a little bit from your Snickers. Now, since about 2000, uh, they have in fact created something akin to a Mars bar, a, a Frankenstein, horrendous travesty of a Mars bar that they call the Snickers almond. Yeah. Or, you know, as anyone with, with sense calls it death in a baggie. No, the Snickers almond is just a different. It's not as good. And I think part of it is, you know, uh, chocolate from the M&M side of the universe and chocolate from the Mars side of the universe used to be different. Mm-hmm. Back, in the, back in the day in Slough, England, when Forrest Mars invented the candy, um, you actually had that Mars chocolate that tasted a little different. And I feel like kind of paired better. You know, Rodrigo got to say mouthfeel, which... By the way, ooh, um, but I'm going to tell you that that chocolate pairs better with the the umami of the almond, whereas you got kind of a a sweeter. And a, I always think of, and I don't mean this in a, in a pejorative way, but I always think of like M M&M and M chocolate as slightly waxier in texture. It has more of a Biting into a candle taste than, you know, biting into, I don't know, a a really, really old piece of meat taste. It's a different sort of textural thing. And they're both fine for their own thing. But the Mars bar, as it existed previous to about 2008, and I think you can probably get it still in Australia. uh, And the reason for that is because the Mars company went there to, like, collect all the old Mars bars but the various fauna of Australia just killed them all dead. Um, and then they, you know, they're out there and they're like spiders are like, I, I want a Mars bar. And they had to keep making them because you, this, I don't know if you know this, the spiders in Australia are 19 feet wide. So one yeah, of them, from fought and apparently. Here, yeah. you can get a, yeah. you can get right now, Matthew, mm-hmm.
0: full size Mars bars, mm-hmm. a four pack mm-hmm. imported from Canada. Oh, $18 Canadian Mars bars, Canadian Mars bars. There's another so one where you can tell- get a single Mars bar for like 12 bucks. So, so I was, lo- I was looking out for, you, going for four pack. bootleg Canadian Mars bars. <laughs> hey, there's no, oh, it contains no peanuts. Oh. The Mars bars yeah. contains no peanuts. So See, right, I, there feel, you go.
2: I feel like that's going to be like, it's either going to be one of those situations where it's like, this is so much better like, you know, the bottles of Coke that come from the Mexican bottling plants with the real sugar, or it's going to be one of those, hey, this is uh, not a transformer. It's a transmorfer. And I can't decide which. It's a go But I feel like I'm going to have, I'm going to have like a watch with little hands sticking off of the side of it in my candy, and I don't want that.
0: My number two is one that I guarantee you can never buy one where it's not already broken up by the time you get it to the counter. It's just physically impossible to pick one of these things up And move it two feet without it breaking. It is the Butterfinger bar. It's a Mm -hmm. peanut butter, hardcore, crispy uh, center surrounded by something that is chocolatey coating. Again, like Rodrigo said, it doesn't contain any cocoa butter, so it's technically not chocolate. But uh, there's something about biting into this. This is one of those that uh, Matthew always talks about things setting his teeth on edge. If I bite Mm -hmm. into a Butterfinger, it hits like a back tooth or something. I get that little uh, tingly kind of uh, thing doesn't happen with any other uh candy bar except for the butterfinger and it may be because it's got that chocolatey coating the radioactive coating
2: um it it, it could be the all of the old uh, mercury fillings I, to, I probably yeah, I, I, don't, I don't yeah
0: i don't have any mercury fillings i didn't have my first cavity until i was 33
2: uh, after listening to today's list i
0: i do not believe you for a second no no seriously i did not get my first cavity until i was like 33 and
1: i've only had that's because had Steven- I'd only ever had one of these, of each of these candy cards. Well, tune in the Major Spoilers Cut
0: podcast pre-show, kids, and I'll talk all about the poor days when Stephen didn't get candy. So that's my number two, the Butterfinger. Of course, my number one was the Snickers bar, but let's get to Rodrigo's (laughs) number one.
1: Uh, My number one, and again, hoping to not be stretching the definition too much, uh, but my number one is uh the the rare in the United States, um, but it is you can find it, uh the boobo lubu, which hmm. is spelled B U B U L U B U. Right. Um this is a uh I guess the best way to explain it is it's a bed of marshmallow. Which then is covered in raspberry filling, which then is covered in chocolate. That's probably how it's made.
0: I have had something like this before, but it was not a boo boo uh, But I have had, yeah. I definitely have had a candy like this. It sounds back like in a the seventies or eighties. No, squash that sponge. character from Rick and Morty
1: no sponge is a it's a a, marshmallow it's like a cookie then a marshmallow like a giant soft marshmallow on top of it no like sprinkles and coconut definitely
0: in the in the late 70s early 80s i had something like this Uh, because it's 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 pulley it's chewy because of the marshmallow
1: by the way since we're talking since since sponge came up Mm -hmm. um Every once in a while I see people bring it up like they'll end up at a Mexican store or sometimes these actually make it into like gas stations and stuff and they'll look at it and they'll be like haha this is really funny that there's a you know a candy or a cookie or whatever named sponge and I'm like yeah that's <laughs> that's Mexicans like making fun of you like <laughs> sponge <laughs> is literally supposed to be something that you see in a comic book or something that you see in like an American, like comedy show, like to us, when Americans go like pow or zoom, it sounds like sponge. Sponge. That's why, that's why we're, that's why the sponge is called that.
0: Interesting. Anything else you want to say about the, the, uh, the, the, the boobaloo boo?
1: The bubulubu, yes. If you have the opportunity to uh, get a lubu, I would strongly recommend it because I think the bubulubu represents the fundamental difference between, like, uh, Mexican candy and American candy. Like, really, it's not, like, nothing illustrates it better than a bubulubu versus a Butterfinger. Like, right. a Butterfinger yeah. tries to get a, like, a savoriness mm-hmm. into it. Um, whereas the boo is like there's nothing salty or savory about a boo It's like chocolate. And then how do you brighten that chocolate? You put marmalade on it. Right. Yep. Like that's that's the fundamental difference between like what a Mexican picks up at the store and I think an American picks up at the store, like a Reese's cup or or something like that, right? That's gonna have <laughs> that that like peanut savory stuff.
2: Little known fact: uh, Grupo Bimbo, that actually makes the bubulubu, has a factory here uh, nearby where I live. So you can, in fact, get I, the bubulubu and gansitos and and sponches. I'm especially almost positive, east side
1: of town.
0: I'm positive that I got this in a Halloween candy back in the seventies and
2: eighties.
1: I mean, booboo has been around for a long time. It hasn't always belonged to bimbo, but the entirety of bread didn't always belong to bimbo. That's Look that's it up, true. kids. All your that's bread true. is Mexican.
0: <laughs> now, is it a raspberry? Because the ones that I'm seeing that you can get on Amazon are all strawberry filling.
1: It's strawberry, I think, okay. is what it is. Yeah, okay.
0: it's strawberry. They're yeah. so good. All right. So good. There you go. All right, but Matt,
1: Really, want... what it is, is it's like... It's sweet, tangy gel. Yeah. I think is really what it is. Yeah,
2: sure. Yeah. <laughs>
1: and, and you know then, what do you got un- for
2: Unlike, unlike <laughs> the Butterfinger, which is basically like uh, uh, the ruler that a nun uses to smack you on the knuckles, only made of broken glass.
1: Yeah, you don't. Uh, a, a when you bite into is, a candy like bar, you soft. don't want to just. Yeah, you don't want to describe a candy bar as. Charting. Yeah. Right. right? <laughs> when you bite into it. That's, But that's yeah. kind of where no, the water Especially if you don't out. enunciate yeah. well, you definitely don't want to.
0: Stephen Francis Schweiker. <laughs> Matthew, what do you have for number it's
2: one? Stephen's saucy today. <laughs> I know. I've
0: been up since 3 a.m. So,
2: <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, my number one is a bar that I loved in my youth. And it's very important that I, I share this to you because this is, in fact, a, a high, This is high praise for me. Uh, in October of 2020, it was named the worst candy bar in the world by some dudes on the Internet. And that is, my friends, the Zero Bar. So I see this um, in much, stores, but I don't see anyone ever picking it up. You know what? That's because I don't see it. The Zero Bar is wonderful because uh, it is chocolate fudge, but it's white chocolate fudge now. Mm-hmm. Is it a candy bar? Yes, it is. If you want to fight me, I'll fight you. I mean, it's a bar and it's candy. White chocolate fudge. So you start with the the nougat, right? Again, nougat deficiency syndrome is a huge problem. Nobody wants to grow hair out their ears. So if you get the nougat and then you take like some peanut and like some, some caramel and you kind of swoosh it all together, you get a very sweet center, but then you cover it with the white chocolate fudge. And if you've ever had the white chocolate, it has kind of a a little bite to it where it's not just sweet, it's sweet and not exactly tart, but there's something going on there. Again, there's probably a phrase for it, but I stopped watching Chopped regularly, so I can't tell you. Mm -hmm. But it doesn't melt. This was one of the selling points when I was young, because you would go, let's say you're me and you're going and you're like, oh, I got to go on my paper route. You grab the zero bar, you throw it in your, your paper bag so that if you have, you need a snack, you know, you need some sudden carbohydrate energy. You're like, oh, I'm halfway home and I'm going to, you know, I'm going to fall over. Weirdly, I don't have diabetes. But more importantly, you could get this bar and it wouldn't melt the same way as a chocolate bar. And it's white. It is like this weird white icing bar. It kind of looks like something that you would go and get in a store if you were going to buy a cookie. Uh, but more importantly, it tastes weirdly good. It should not. But it, sh- it, it does. If you describe the taste, if you say to somebody, so peanuts, caramel, and nougat covered with white chocolate, everybody's going to have a look on their face. You know, like a dog listening to a, a flute solo. It's just like, what? But something about the zero bar just like becomes greater than the sum of its parts. And I swear to you, uh, I don't eat a lot of chocolate anymore, uh, except when I'm you know, trying to fight my boss for the Twix bars at work. But if there were zero bars, all, all, of, the, all of the 2022 to 23 weight loss would be gone. <laughs> if, if, this, if she would bring zero bars and throw them <laughs> in the little candy dish, I would literally just move my desk back and I would work at her desk and just eat zero bars. And I'd be like, hey, how, how can I help you? Let me transfer you, blah, 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 blah. So in, in a way, <laughs> it's good that zero bars are discontinued. In another way, it's bad because, you know, what's cooler than absolute zero?
0: There you go. All right.
2: Yeah. Uh, that wraps it up for this show. Thank you, everybody,
0: for downloading and checking us out this week. What are your top five candy bars? I did a quick search. Uh, this is one of the bad things about using a Google search. When you type in best candy bars and the first things are all sponsored. There's the, um, there's the, um, the Negro bar, the Hungarian sweets Mm -hmm. variation. Uh, there Mm -hmm. is also something called an Owie Idaho spud chocolate candy. And you're making this up. No, I'm dead serious. Just do a search for like best candy bars and see what comes up in your, in your, uh, in your search results i am
2: not going to search Idaho's Bud. shop no no no, no, no just no just, because do, it's going to take me straight to CanadianSexActs.org. and then i'll well, have to know what an old king clancy that's, is
0: that's uh, I, that's 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 on you and your search engine that, buddy yeah
1: that's, uh, that's when it gets <laughs> that's when it gets a
2: look
0: out
1: of your cookies <laughs> we're talking about candy share not your cookies.
0: I, uh, ladies and gentlemen you can share your top five candy bars over on our discord server you can find a link to the Discord server. You can join for free, too. Uh, you can find that in the show notes for this very episode. You can come over, say howdy to everyone. And uh, I swear, to I swear, swear, swear that there is a candy bar here called the Goose Poo Poo Candy Bar. And I, I'm seriously not kidding you. Maybe you've had it. Let us know over in the Major Spoilers Top 5 Discord server. Jeez. Thank Don't you. And remember, Don't. everybody loves a list.
2: This podcast is copyright 2023 by Major Spoilers Entertainment, LLC.